Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast for this 17th day of October. I'm Paul White. As you start your work week, I hope that our journey through the Apostles' Creed can give you something to think about, but more than that, really more than that, can give you something to wrap your faith around, to ground yourself in. As we're talking about the creed that has been prayed by, and I'm not exaggerating here, countless numbers of people in the nearly 2,000 years of its existence. Countless. There's no way that we can quantify how many people have identified with the faith through the creed, either in the waters of baptism, agreeing with the creed and affirming the creed as their profession of faith and their belief in Jesus, their joining to the body of believers, or have prayed the creed as a daily confession of their faith, have prayed the creed at the close of services uh, or at the beginning, um, have identified with its truths. So I'm not exaggerating when I talk about or when we say there's a no way to know. What, what humbles me, too, is that so many have used the creed as a way to affirm their faith or join the faith, and they've done it in every country in the world. They've done it in every culture of the world. They've done it in every tongue in the world. And what an amazing thing. There's no other, I don't know that we'd have any other uniform thing across cultures, times, space, and language, except maybe the Lord's Prayer that have been so universal as the creed. That alone makes it worth examining. And we arrived today, yesterday we talked about suffered. We really didn't talk about suffered, not, not, not really. Talk about that a little bit today, more tomorrow. But suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. We talked about Pontius Pilate and why and how that dates the creed. Let's talk crucified today. Was crucified. There's no better place, as far as I'm concerned, to, to ground ourselves in Scripture then 1 Corinthians chapter 1, for purposes of trying to wrap our minds around why was crucified was so important to the creed, Paul says this, We preach Christ crucified to the Jews a stumbling block and to the Greeks foolishness, 1 Corinthians 1, 23. And you can read most of 1 Corinthians 1 if you want to get Paul's true feelings on the cross. It's not his complete feelings on the cross. He actually rounds it out a little bit as you get to the end of the book. When he gets to resurrection in 1 Corinthians 15, he adds some things like, if Christ be not raised from the dead, then we are still in our sins. In other words, the resurrection is an important part of this. In fact, it's so necessary that if you really want to be free, understand, have consciousness in which you're freed from your sins, you need to see him as resurrected. But we'll deal with, with resurrected later in the creed when he rose from the dead on the third day. But crucified has as its real argument a scandal. There's no better way to say it. In verse 23, we preach Christ crucified to the Jews, a stumbling block and to the Greeks foolishness. That phrase stumbling block is the Greek word scandalon, from which we derive the English word scandal. And for them, it meant an offense. That's why the English translates it stumbling block. The cross was a scandalon. The cross was a scandal. And why? Because Here's why. Because we are claiming to follow a man who was a convicted criminal by the government of his day, 
and who died in a manner that would be much viewed by his day as we view the electric chair. What I mean by that is that there's only a certain kind of person that dies in an electric chair. If you said to me, my friend died yesterday, and I said, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. How did he die? And you said he died in an electric chair. I wouldn't have to wonder if he was in prison. That's such a unique death compared to other deaths that I would know your friend was on death row. And if he was on death row, then he probably did a very limited number of things. And none of them are good. And so you've got a big story to tell because your friend died in an electric chair. But it it says a lot. So when the early church preached that Christ was crucified, it said a lot. It was an indictment against Rome that had put him there. It was an indictment against the powers that be that had wrongfully accused him. From the outside looking in, it was a scandal too big to overcome. You you idiots are following a convicted criminal that died naked on a piece of wood outside of a city, dead like a dog, dead like a criminal. From the outside looking in, that's a scandal. From the inside looking out, it's an accusation, an accusation to the powers that be that put him there, an indictment, and not just against Rome, but against any future power that is unjust, any power structure that lords authority over the innocent. By affirming in the creed that Christ was crucified, we're not, we don't just say Christ, we say crucified dead and buried, but we don't just say they killed him. We say they crucified him. So that he, and from a spiritual standpoint, so that he identifies with the stranger and the naked and the outsider and the foreigner. Because Romans were not put on crosses. Romans could request to be beheaded, but they couldn't be crucified. To be crucified meant that you didn't have the authority to even call yourself a citizen. Oftentimes, people on crosses were left on crosses. Jesus was taken down because it was an observance of a Jewish holiday. He died right in front of Sabbath. And so they took his body down to observe that holiday. But the average criminal and probably the thieves next to him on the cross, their bodies hung there. And they might have hung there for weeks. They would hang until their bodies fell apart or the birds would eat them up. Animals would stay at the foot of crosses and eat the pieces of the bodies that fell down. This is a scandal of scandals. And the fact that Paul early in Corinthians embraces the cross as a place of victory. In fact, says, for those of us who are being saved, the cross is the power of God. The cross is the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. 1 Corinthians, I add that to our text today, chapter 1, verses 23 through 25. Tomorrow, suffered. We'll throw that in with crucified, dead, buried. See you then. God bless.